Yo, welcome to the Uncut 90. I am your host, Delapa, with a few special analysts. I haven't been here for a very long time, so I'm really excited. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of questions. Anyway, before I get to that, let's let's introduce everyone, right? So, my guy's here. Yes, boss. Let's get it. Welcome Loud and clear this time. Loud and clear this time. We're so happy we figured it out. Yes, Mandem Z is here. You already know, man. I'm here for the fandom. You know what I'm saying? The gods put me in here, and I'm doing the gods work every time. Mm, Let's mm, get it. Mm, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rookie is here. Hey, it's your favorite guest host. You have to find a better opening than that. It's like, oh, no, not knowing me so early. Okay, okay. Rookie's here. Welcome, welcome. Excuse me. Yes. Welcome, 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 welcome. Don't worry. We'll talk about United in a little bit. Um, and last but not least. George is here. Yeah, Rookie, you're, you're the favorite guest host. You show up when your team is even losing. You show up when things are not going your way. You're not like the other host who just ghosts yeah. and only shows up when his team is doing well. Shout out to you, Rookie. You are, you, you, are the oh, doing the most. Oh, you should have ended with Thanks, little Pat. Thanks, little You know, I'm always being here. George. I can take the heat. I can take the exactly. heat. Exactly. You should Thank have you. rhymed that with, you know, people who are not ghosts to host. When their team is doing the most, hey, he doesn't have a, a lick of rapper in him. He's not. He's not meant to be a rapper. He's a fan. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because that was wow. Damn. All he said was George. Introduce yourself. Like I, I won't. George. I will back you any day because he's a United fan. Don't come at her like that, bro. She said your favorite host. Yeah, exactly. Relax. Relax. So, you know, we're, g- we're going to do this the way we always do it. There's been a lot of football since the last episode. Apologies that I haven't been here. You know, there's been stuff going on. Just trying to do what I have to do to support Real Madrid. You know, trying to raise funds. Um, but let's talk about the games that have happened. There's been Champions League. There's been EPL. There's been Europa League. What's the third league? There's been European Conference League. Some of you guys support teams there. Um, so let's talk about the most recent game because it just happened today. So I feel like I really want to hear what you guys think. And I also noticed we low-key have three United fans. You guys are probably hype. Oh, we're going to celebrate. I definitely looked at the score at one point. I was at work. I looked at the score, 2-0 United. I was like, yeah, there's no point in tuning into this game. It's done. Right before the, we start recording, I'm seeing 2-2. I'm like, 2-2? Ah, why? Nobody tagged me, all these United fans. Interesting. And then I'm like... In, I mean, I'm like, okay, let me United see who scored for Sevilla. Like, because so Sevilla don't score don't goals. Really like, they, they struggle to score. You. I'm like, on goal, on goal. <laughs> so it was it was 4-0 United, exactly. basically. Maga, please. Yeah, we shot ourselves in the foot. You know what? Little Pep, Pep had a point because Delapo, a little like a month, month and a half ago, you were all of a sudden disappeared, nowhere to um, be seen. When results were I know that you guys like to do this thing where you try to attack me. It's so interesting because I'd be sure like, my see, right my team just won a game. Like, no one okay, is attacking okay. you, attack. you No, 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 no. No one is attacking okay, you. This is a trend. Well, this is a trend. I will know myself. This is the trend. Uh, in the meantime, I think we should talk about United because probably have more problems than me. I don't know, but Maga, United, Sevilla. Tell me why you guys cannot beat Sevilla. Uh, first and foremost, um, mm. it was 
based on the subs that we lost. Uh, every time I say Ten Hag gets it right, but for this one, he did not get the subs right. Um, I, you know, I understand he wants to protect Martial. Um, but he took off. He took off Martial. He made a triple sub at the 60th minute, thinking the game was done. You know, um, I wasn't for that. He should have just taken one at a time. Um, but we shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, that, that's all I can I can say. Like, as far as the two own goals, Enlaga, uh, Enlaga, and uh, what's his name? Malasia turned like they just switched off last minute and uh they get their first goal. Uh second goal, Martinez comes off for playing with uh what nine men. Um that was a big blow. So the last what like ten minutes or fifteen I, I believe, we were playing with a man down and uh. you know, we concede to another own goal. <laughs> Shot ourselves in the foot two times. But the subs, the subs were the our downfall. Uh, I'll say that. Um, first half, it was the perfect first half. But apart from that, the game just they 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 wanted it more at the end, and uh, our subs let us down today. Mm. So, was there like a specific sub that you had a problem with, or was it just the fact that it was three subs, or was it the timing? Like, what exactly about the subs was wrong? Um. I, I, you know, I get he wants to, like, give them a run-in. But he's also thinking 2-0, uh, what, 60th minute we're coasting. I mean, at home. it did look like we're coasting yeah. at home. You know, it did look, but I felt like we needed a third goal because 2-0 two, two is, like, a very shaky lead. You know, you get one back and then boom. I mean, they get one back and, you know, they can get the second. We needed to kill off the game with a, a third and then make the subs. but. I guess, like I said, he wanted to protect Martial, but the other subs, like Sancho was playing decently. Um, who else did we take off? Bruno. Um, I mean, he was going to miss the match, the next match anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt he should have just left him on. Um, and then take out Sabitza. I mean, yeah, I know he got two goals, but take him off and then uh, let uh, Bruno play the, the rest of the game since he's going to miss the next one. So the subs were were our downfall. Um, I felt like he should have left Marcel on, you know, for at least the 80th minute or so. <laughs> Do you want him to get injured? But you know that's so that's that's the thing. You know that's the dilemma he was facing, right? He wanted to take him off to protect him, but the other subs just. I mean, I hope I'm not the only one that saw it. You know my. United colleagues in this uh, in this podcast, I hope you guys agree that once he brought on the subs, our game just dropped. Mm. Mandem, I'm in, I'm curious to see what the gods are saying about this this draw. Did the gods know this was coming? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 quite a crazy one for you to ask this question, right? So before the game will start, um, I came with my prediction that you know two of the Antonis or either one will score. So if I say both or either one, which means we are anticipating at least two goals, right? No problem. Uh, Goals came from Sabinus instead, which is fine. 
two goals are in there. We are waiting on the Tonys to score. And from the time that I tune into the game, you know, I'm a messenger, right? So if I come, you know, for instance, if I come to die for my people for salvation, I come and I say that these people are not worth saving, I will not save them again. So mm. basically, the gods saw the game going on, giving United the chance to, you know, keep pumping. The Tonys should score. I mean, the other Tony did his thing. Anthony was just playing the whole time. After 30 minutes, it was just child's play. So the gods turned their back. They were like, you know what? Uh, you are on your own. And uh, we ended up conceded, uh, conceding, you know, and they equalized. I had called it that they were going to equalize before it happened. I called it hmm. because, you know, that's the new revelation that I had I had received. Uh, yeah. And I'm saying right yeah, now, for now <laughs> with a, no, listen, for now, with authority, right? If nothing mm-hmm. changes, if I don't get anything new before the second leg, Sevilla is going to qualify on penalties. If nothing changes, but I'll keep you posted mm. before the game. Uh, we lost the game in, in different ways, right? Um, mm-hmm. Complacency setting, right? Two goals up so early. They were like, oh, if Sabitza is the one bagging goals, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get some two or three more from, you know, my forward lines. Complacency setting, totally. So I'm, I'm guessing that that dressing room talk during halftime wasn't anything, hey, this is a final game. Go get it. Kill it within the next 10 minutes. It wasn't like that. It was like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. And then they went to go and play again. You know, not play us and play literally, but just, you know, mess around. And uh, I mentioned the whole um, changes thing and people came for me. A lot of people came for me because, uh, you know, they had different views, which is fine. But just as Maga was saying, man, you're playing a Champions League game and people are saying I'm talking out of hindsight. Europa. You're, you're playing <laughs> an European football game. How about that? <laughs> That's fair. European <laughs> football game, right? I know it's so hard to know. You're like, wow, why not Champions League anymore? <laughs> you can take another hiatus, you know. Yeah, let, let you take another hiatus. Yeah. Um, you're playing a European game. We used to play with three subs, right? You have five subs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any problem with all the changes that he made per se. But I felt like the three-point change, one, it was rushed. Now, it came in with no proper message that, hey, this is what you were supposed to go and do. This is how you're going to affect and change the game. I did not see that happen, right? Okay, there's a reason why we bank at least one, you know, um, sub. Because we've seen this time and over where coaches find themselves in a situation where there's a red card. They have to, you know, make a tactical change but they don't have any changes to make anymore. And then you're in a tight position. Because if you get a red card, sometimes one simple change can make mm-hmm. you feel like you're still playing 11 men. You know? So Ten Hag still knowing that I'm two goals up. And this is what people are not looking at. He knows he's still two goals up. So he's not really making changes to score more. He made some changes to stabilize the game, um, take out people who were underperforming, take out the risk of Bruno, you know, getting a red card, mm-hmm. a second booking, stuff like that. That was why he actually made those changes because I don't think these changes were supposed to go in there and score. My short change was was good because he can't play 90 minutes yet. Sancho never plays 90 minutes anyways, and he wasn't performing. Um, um, who was the next person? Anthony, to some extent, he was messing around, but I could have kept him on, honestly. But fine, he... he he made it obvious that he wanted to get out. 
cool, he's out. Um, the Bruno thing. We have Premiership game coming up. We all know Bruno is one of the fittest people in that squad. Mm-hmm. He plays all the minutes. He's not going to play the return leg. Keep him on the field. Let him tough it out because he's not going to play that return leg anyways. That's his rest. So just tough it out. Bank one uh, um, transfer, at least, just in case. But that didn't happen. But, you know, we all know to hack make, you know, tactical changes. He's won a lot of games from his subs. But today, it was rushed, especially when you're leading at halftime. It was rushed because there was no message coming in. Nobody that came into that game came to affect the game in any positive way. So right. United got complacent. Ten Hag was a little bit over in his head. It just didn't work out. And it's going to be a tough battle in Spain against Sevilla. It's going to be very, very tough. And like I said, if nothing changes, man, we will lose that leg in, in, in extra time or in, uh, mm. uh, in on penalties. So we'll see if something else changes before that time. But for now, that's what the guards are telling me. Okay, we'll we'll listen to the gods. Rookie, I want you to chime in since you're United fan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> probably talked a little bit too much about this, but any anything you want to add to what's yeah, been said? Yeah. Um, for me, I feel like after the second goal, um, like the guys have already said, the team definitely let their foot off the gas, and I think I'm a little surprised at maybe what the halftime talk might have been because. Sevilla could have very easily scored in the first half, even prior to halftime. Um, The first 30 minutes, it was all United. United should have been four goals up. But after the second goal, guys were just shooting for fun, obviously looking at the game based off of how they've been playing, um, you know, for the past 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so, instead of actually thinking about making the right choices when it came to passes and that kind of thing that could actually lead to a goal. So for me, if I were Ten Hag, my halftime talk would have been, first of all, what the hell are you guys doing? We need to kill this game off. Like this is not, this is not the time to be shooting for fun. Um, And again, Sevilla then grew into the game. So right before halftime, I think there was a corner. De Gea had to make a crazy save for that goal not to go in. So I was surprised by the second half performance because it was even sloppier than the last 15 minutes of the first half. And there just Mm. wasn't, there wasn't that sense of urgency to kill off the game, which again, doesn't make sense to me because we all know a 2-0 scoreline is, it's deceiving because if if the other team scores one goal, they now have the momentum to tie up the game. So for me, mm. I just don't understand the mentality of the players on the pitch not to, because we could have killed the game off in the first half. We didn't. You now have a chance in the second half where these people still have not scored a goal. Why would you not have that sense of urgency to bury the game? Um, then I do feel like Ten Hag's changes were a little early in the second half. And I understand the Martial one. I understand because we'll be the same people complaining if he gets injured, like, oh, he knows he's injury prone. Why is he making him play? Da, 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 da. So the Martial one, I definitely, 
Exactly. So the Marshall one I understood. Um, but for me, I would not have made all three changes at once. I would not have taken off Bruno. Um, Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is the money talking? The money talking. It's okay. It's been muted. (laughs) Um, I would not. Wait, what's going on? We're listening to your your thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's what's who, going on. That? <laughs> Go ahead, Rookie. Yeah, Mandem is confused sorry. right now. It's okay. Um, I don't even know where I was. So I think you were basically oh, finishing right. up so by saying that United tried, but they didn't try I well enough. Made those three changes at once, like Mandem said. Bruno's already out for the um, next leg, so who cares? Keep him on. Um, first of all, that yellow card was some bullshit anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then the own goals were unlucky, but Malasia definitely should have done better there. Maguire, everything bad happens whenever Maguire's on the pitch. I don't know why. Um, and that's not me saying that it's his fault. It's just everything bad happens when he's on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I'm annoyed by the way that we threw away the game. But what annoys me even more are the injuries on top of that. Because we're going into a very, very busy period of the season. Top four is not solid. FA Cup, we're coming up against Brighton. Brighton is flying. Um, and then now we have to go to Spain and win, which is damn near impossible so for me I think that Ten Hag really needs to look at some of these players um and he really needs to question their mentality first of all when it comes to killing off games because in terms of what I was saying with the first half where people were just shooting for fun this is not the first game this season that we've either dropped points in the league or ended up losing from winning positions because mm-hmm. we got too comfortable and too confident and just started, you know, oh, yeah, let's just have fun. No, Even because... the Everton game, we could have scored five. Right. And it's just, I don't understand why the team gets to that point. It doesn't make sense to me. And the fact that we're still having this conversation at this point in the season I'm not I'm not happy about that but um yeah ultimately I this the score the scoreline everything is on united they they can only have themselves to blame that's down to the players down to the manager they only have themselves to blame okay Sevilla had no business okay. coming back in this and and at least in this leg what happens in Spain mm. you could you know you could have talked about okay it's Spain but what happened tonight at Old Trafford nah Every they all got to look at each other like, yo, you you fucked up. That's it. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I, I hate to be the you know the bearer of bad news, but I think it's a it's a song and dance we've heard and seen many times from United in recent times. It's kind of just the norm. Um, I want to talk about another game that happened. You know, I, hopefully you guys feel pretty good. I try to let you guys vent a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about the big game, the game we're all looking forward to, right? was Manchester City versus Bayern, right? That was supposed to be a big game. Heavyweights, the best in England, the best in Germany, 
pep, you know, the pep derby, whatever you want to call it. And um, I thought the game was kind of close in the beginning. It seemed like it was 50-50-ish. Um, but, you know, blink your eyes twice and it was 3 nothing. George, please tell us how Pep did it. Dolapo, thank you for giving me the chance to express myself. I speak factual <laughs> stuff only. Um, but that's what I'm about to do. Anyways, I don't know if you guys remember, but like Dolapo, at some point, I think the last time you were on this, you know, you were hosting this podcast, you were talking about how you were worried about Pep and worried about like how Man City was playing. And I told you something, right? Do you remember what I told you? If, if you were hosting, you're supposed to know what I told you. No, but anyways, if you don't remember, I'll try and remind you. What I told you was, <laughs> right, Man City has gotten to a stage in the season where they're going to be scoring goals for fun, right? I think right now in the past, like, was it eight games or something, they scored like 34 goals and they fully considered like four or five. I don't know. That's a common record right now. But what I'm basically trying to say is this Bayern team came in. Yeah, you brought in a new manager who... Clearly, he's not had enough time to implement his um, whatever tactics that he's trying to uh, implement or buy in. He's not really had time to actually do that, right? So, like, let's be honest. They're still playing based off whatever tactic that Nagelsmann was still doing. He, he hasn't had time to perfect it. And you're playing against a City team that is, like, on form right now. Haaland is on form. Gundogan, Bernardo, everyone by KDB is on form, right? So, every Man City player... Guys, but KDB, anyone but Kate, like guy. Listen, if you watch, okay, continue, continue. But yeah, this Man City team is on crazy form, right? The first goal, you guys saw how how that happened. Um, I can't remember how did that even happen. Who scored the first goal? I can't remember. Dolap, do you remember? First goal for City was oh, Rodri, yeah, the left footer shot from outside the box. That was what made the difference because the game was kind of tight. Up no, to I that think point. Man City had a couple of chances. Open Makano was just giving the ball away. Do you understand? They had a couple of, they, he was, they had, they had a couple of good chances where they could have like buried the game. But like, yeah, Open Makano was giving the ball away a lot. Jan Soma was having the game of his life because he was saving a lot. But I don't know if you guys remember the point where it changed the game was when Pep decided to take a certain player off and then bring in a certain player. Pep took in, took out KDB and then who did he bring on? Julian Alvarez, a George player. When Julian Alvarez came in, did you guys know that he had those abilities in his gameplay? The fact that he... I knew that. He's a George player. He did it for Argentina multiple times. (laughs) Do you understand? That is the thing. You, like, KDB is hyped for giving cross-diagonal passes or long-range passes. Julian Alvarez came in and made us look so simple. You saw the corner kicks this guy was taking. The guy came in and changed the whole game. Yes, yo, a George player. Listen, George, we only scout generational talent. You guys saw Julian <laughs> Alvarez, bro. Anyways, that's what I'm saying. When I say that everyone is performing by KDB, KDB has, I mean, he's had like good games here and there, but, but let's be honest, he's easily replaceable. The stuff, the game changed when Julian Alvarez came in, and then just like that, a guy just created two chances. That's all. That's pretty much what it boiled down to. It wasn't that like Bayern was terrible. Hmm. Yeah, Open Makano gave the ball away a lot, but Bayern they did their best. Musiala, if Musiala scored that chance that Robin Diaz blocked with his leg, the game would have been different. You understand? The, the game was pretty much leveled until Julian Alvarez came in. So that is what I want to highlight that. Ski, okay. To ski scout, scouting net, network only scouts generational talent. 
Julian Alvarez is one of these generational talents. You guys should watch out for the guy. But yeah, shout out to Julian. Okay, no, he was he was definitely very impressive. Um, he made a huge difference. I did not know he could do the things he was doing, and I was like, where did this guy learn exactly. these things? Um, so kudos to him. He definitely made a huge difference. Um, I just want to, I want, Mike, I'm going to come to you, but George, I just want to confirm yeah. something. Um, uh, someone just texted me and said that Ferran Torres was also scouted by Tuski. Is that, is that Ferran true? Torres, Pedri, Jonathan. Oh, no, 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 I just want to give you the names. <laughs> I'm just giving you the names. Ferran Torres, Pedri, um, Balde. We scouted Balde as well. Anyways, like I said, I'm giving you a list of players. So I did mention for a tourist one in, in the list, did I not? So y'all basically have uh, y'all have an office set up at La Masia. It's not La Masia. It's, it's Mitoma from La Masia. No, it's Ferrantores from La Masia. No. This sounds okay. like it's Julian Alvarez from La Masia. No. Everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Th- thank you, George. Thank you. you. Refuse to answer the question asked. We we understand how you do. Um, Mike, I want to ask you about Bayern in this game. Um, like I said, for me watching the game. In the beginning, it felt like it was a 50-50 game. Then Rodri scored that goal. And from that point forward, it looked like Bayern were just like, they didn't look like it could really get back into the game. Um, But I want to ask you about what you thought about the game from Bayern's perspective, but also about the after effects. Like, we heard about a fight that happened in the locker room, and sounds like a lot of craziness is happening. So please, fill us in on what you think. So I'll start with the, the, the fight, right? So uh-huh. apparently, or allegedly, I heard um, Sane called Mane black shit on the field during play. So kudos to Mane for waiting until they got into the locker room to give him, you know, a punch. Uh-huh. So, um, and then after that, they find Mane, uh, you know, a couple of uh, thousands, and they suspend him for the next game. So, uh-huh. I mean, that's a whole new topic. That's a whole other topic, you know, because I feel like, first of all, that that that's racist. First of all, are you not going to suspend uh, the the instigator, right? And then Fuck. suspend uh, Mane for, you know, doing well. I won't say doing the right thing, but still, like you don't you don't yeah. call someone black shit. But you're actually, you know, he's he's mixed too. So I mean, it's a whole different. Nah, thing. Nah, Maga, like, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off, but like another incident yeah. also happened, something similar, right? Regardless of what the situation right. is, I feel like if someone probes you to do something and then you react in return, both of the people should right. be suspended. The same thing happened with uh Valverde and this other Villarreal player. Yes, the stuff that the Villarreal player yeah, said was out of pocket, but still, you cannot just be waiting for someone to just beat the person up in a parking lot. And even with that, nothing happened to Valverde. He was able to play the next game. So why is Mane then getting like punished for I don't know, maybe defending himself or reacting to whatever? Right. So I think I think so. If we're, we're going to talk about the, the the two incidents, I think they're a little bit different, right? So yeah, different. the Mane situation, 
it sounds like there was something said to him. There was some argument, and they were actually arguing on the field a little bit. Yeah, um, like, no, like he didn't disrupt the game. Like they did what they had to do. Right. And in the locker room, apparently it escalated where Manny was expressing himself. Who knows what was said to who? And somehow there was a punch, right? And even though I don't know that the punch has been officially confirmed, they have announced that they are fining him and suspending him. Um, right. We haven't heard the punishment for Sané. So I guess the question is, is it justified? It sounds like you guys are just saying, no, it's not justified. It's but you justified. can't really punch your teammates. Like, that's right. not okay. You right. can't punch I mean, your teammates, so... but you also should not be allowed to insult your teammate, teammate well, especially, in, yeah. especially in that way. So I feel like they both should have been punished. Right. But I, I also think it's somewhat like the uh, Draymond Green and... Um, Jordan Poe situation, right? So Draymond, drink, uh, Draymond Green gets suspended and fined, but Jordan Poe doesn't get fined. Maybe he says it's what always happens. The person that punches is getting suspended. Right, right. Same so, thing with if we're sticking to the NBA, it just happened with uh, Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, right, where so the they had an argument on, on the bench. Rudy Gobert punched him. He was suspended. Like you right. can't punch someone. It's a right. very different offense. Exactly. But if 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 that was what was said then I, he deserves a punch. Or they should look into it and either if he did say that, suspend uh, Sané too for what he said because that doesn't go down well. Right. You can't, you can't be talking crazy. I'm sorry. That's talking crazy. Exactly. And craziest part is his father is from Senegal and played Wait, right. so the whole thing that he said, you know, was he, was he confirmed that he actually said that well, I mean, that's what reports are saying. It's not going to be. And you know what? We're <laughs> never going to know for sure what was said. But it's for, the, and uh, that guy, do, do we know what was said? Right, <laughs> like, for my like lash out at someone, you know something was wrong. I mean, right? Like he, when have you ever like, heard of uh, right. Mane scrapping never. with any of his teammates? This is the first time we're hearing of that. I mean, but Mane has been moving differently. You know, these past couple of weeks. Yeah, to be honest, TV, TV <laughs> <kills>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember, yeah. remember what they said happened in the in the dressing room with the uh, Nagelsmann, with the um, the the last coach, no. the previous coach. They said they had no, a no. they had a puff up. Money and the coach. Oh, wow. That's why they fired the coach. So. Oh, I did not hear anything about Mane and Knuckles. Bro, well, Mane's out yeah. on the streets. I'm telling you, Mane's been moving differently this past couple of weeks. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so they said, it's Germany, bro. Yeah, so they said um, because of that is one of the reasons why they fired uh, Nagel's man, because he had a bust up with uh, with Mane. All right. That's uh, interesting. I So I, I didn't know about that, and all yeah. these rumors will never confirm it. I personally, just using my little, like, detective thing in my head yeah. I don't believe that like not that I don't believe it happened yeah. but they didn't fire him because he had a boss up with Mane like no, 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 I said one of the no. they say because of that I mean maybe he lost the locker room I mean if you're fighting your players like you're good. in a pretty bad place so <laughs> I think he got yeah. he got I, well from what I've heard I heard the players yeah. didn't really respect him right well I mean also because that's he, why you know that's and the, why and the board too because he would like which is really silly but he would like skateboard to um to practice and things like that and he right. was just so, he was oh, just I hate when they started doing these things man to add to that, saying, like he was too young of a man right so so to add to that that's one of the reasons why Chelsea are 
like reluctant to sign him because of his age. So they, but, they feel like he will lose the locker room with all And you know what? I actually had this conversation with my brother, I think it was yesterday, where I was saying I don't think he should go to Chelsea because Chelsea, especially with where they're at right now, they need a stronger manager. And I'm sorry, but Nagelsmann is not Nagelsmann is not gonna bring that to Chelsea. He's not. Um, especially so. a lot of these players are coming off very entitled. Um, you know, just yeah. Nagelsmann is not the coach that Chelsea needs to be looking at if we're but, keeping it a hundred. But you know, you know, you know what's crazy though? Because he's been doing he he's been doing a decent job by Bayern. So the fact, I mean, did he win the? I league? mean, it's kind of hard to mess up a Bayern. That's like messing up a PSG. Right, but but he did like. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but the way they they dealt with that situation, on because first of all they were still top of the league, and they right. were in a good position in the cup, and mm-hmm. they got them to the knockout stage with uh um Bayern, and didn't they beat PSG just like a couple yes, of weeks? Yes, they did. Ago? So it's like yes, it's it's something. It's probably something behind the scenes that because they were doing decent enough for him to stay on, so. I don't, I don't know. It's a, something. Something behind the scenes that's going on. Yeah. And when I say, and when I say, I don't think he's the manager for Chelsea. This is not me talking from like a tactical standpoint, or because I actually rate Nagelsmann as a manager. Um, I just feel like it will be hard for him to command the respect that he needs to in that Chelsea dressing room. I mean, these guys were calling Graham Potter, Harry Potter, and all sorts of names, and whew, yeah, I just don't think. So Nagelsmann for his own reputation should avoid that job. So he's too young as a manager to go and the Spurs job then, maybe. Um. Yeah, because honestly, you have more leeway there. You have more leeway. Is anybody expecting him to go to Spurs and win the Premier League? No. (laughs) So less expectations. Less expectations. Yeah, I, I think that he's probably more ambitious than that, though. To be fair, yeah, I'm telling no, you. No, I. And from, there's from nothing wrong with that. I Bayern? just feel like there's a lot at Chelsea right now that he's too young in his career, or I feel like he's too young in his career to deal with the mess that's there. Um, because at the end of the day, you have players. You still have players playing for Chelsea since the sorry days. Um, that you have to figure out what you're going to do with. We've had four managers this season at Chelsea. They've spent how much money in the past two transfer windows? And that's not the incoming manager's problem. But when things go wrong, or if Chelsea's not playing at a better standard, at a significantly better standard than what they're doing now, you're going to have all that pressure on you, even though it's got nothing to do with you. And Nagelsmann is still too young of a coach to that I feel he should not take on any of that stress. Oh, okay. Whereas at Spurs, well, there yeah. are no real expectations. They can't yell at Bring you that, oh, well, the club spent 600 <laughs> million pounds. <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. You're not oh. going to have any of that at Spurs. 
So yeah. so hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on. Because right now I don't know why we guys are jumping to Chelsea. We have things to talk. There's a list. Oh, there's a because list. we're talking yeah, about this. Nogglesman and Bayer. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why we're talking about Chelsea's gonna get that space. I have a space reserved for Chelsea, right? Oh, so I want to say enter the space the in the appropriate gun. way. I've written an essay to introduce Chelsea to us. Okay. okay? Well, Say that again. So back to the game. Back to the game. <laughs> game. <laughs> well, I'm about to introduce another game. Yeah, I mean, you asked me the question. I mean, right, what should I talk about Chelsea? No, I'm talking about the the City and Bayern game. You know, we didn't right, break down. We didn't break down that part from my side. You know, so okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So to cut it short, yeah, I'm not gonna be long. So to cut it short, um, Bayern came into this game. Wait, where did they play at? First of all, the Etihad, right? Yeah, I mean, for the first like twenty to thirty minutes, they took it to City. Um, after the goal, um, City scored. That's when it all collapsed. Um, overall, second half they came out a bit slow. City picked up from there, and after that first goal, City picked up like, like, crazy. And then the sub, the taking off of the Bayern. Putting in Alvarez, that was that was like the icing on the cake because that also changed the game. Um, the Brian was looking sluggish. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw that, but he was. Yeah. Yo, so after my the, God, can you tell uh, me one game where this guy actually stood out? Like the last game where you were like, God <laughs> damn, bro, this is this was all KD. Who? Uh, yeah. The Brian. So so to. The last game they played wasn't that the game he wanted to have like four assists or something like I he literally just had that game that right right about. but I would say I would say this about De Bruyne we expect De Bruyne to produce masterclasses every every day so when there's a game where he doesn't produce we come to say you know he's shit now or he's not what he used to be and we're expecting him to be consistent you know but. He can have one bad game. I th- I think he's been decent this whole season, but it's not to the standard that we uh expect him or we've seen from him before. So not so him having one bad game shouldn't you know justify everything else he's done you know leading up to that performance. Yeah, I so, hear you. Uh, to 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 stop you right there, Mr. George. He hasn't been playing pretty bad. Because just the game before this, he almost had what four assists. Oh my god! Like I said, I heard you, so, but I don't know if you remember yeah. those when he came back from the World Cup. Even before the World Cup, when City was not doing too well, he came back from the World Cup. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's just like um, hungover from the World Cup. He's not been playing well this whole season." Like we have to be honest. But I think I think City picked up after the World. That's Cup. That's what I'm saying. It was now that the team World Cup, is doing already. well. It seems like he's doing well as well, but no. That's not what's going. That's no. That, that's honestly what I'm trying no, to tell you. We're not saying he's doing well, but he's just he's just not producing the numbers that he used to. He's just consistent. I mean, I won't say consistent. He's just not producing the numbers that we expect him to produce. But uh, it's there. He, I mean, the whole team is performing, so we don't we can't single him out, you know, and say that he hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's my. Like hope. I said just the other day, it's not that play. he hasn't been doing anything, but um, I would say. Honestly, I feel like the standout performer, and I know Delapa can love this. Uh, the standout performer for City has been Jack Grealish. Like Grealish has Jack- been unstoppable in the past, however many games. Like, no, because the past, like, Jack, two I months. don't remember like who's Phil. What's Phil Knights? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, like Grealish. Uh, for me, I think that 
the success that we're seeing with City at the moment and, you know, the heights that they're flying, to me, that credit definitely goes to Grealish, definitely goes to um, Gundogan's been really, really good, uh, too. Gundogan's see, been really good. Actually, yeah, like, Gundogan is always more. class. Yeah, that guy is always easy. class. I, I don't know play, how bro. he does not get more height. I can give you, I can uh, give you a right. list of three solid players this season. Three solid Man City players, and KDB is not one of them. Ake, Akanji. No, he's not. Bro, well, I, I think you have an agenda on I, I, no, KDB. I don't. He 100% does, which is why I don't know why we're entertaining it. Like, why are you singling out this guy, bro? I really don't. I'm just telling. Like, the, what is what is annoying is the fact that come the end of the season, after Man City wins the league, what is going to happen then is that they're going to vote for KDB as a PFA player of the year when he's not. not that, that's that's a lie because exactly. Haaland is getting the if exactly. Just watch. So, All right, just watch. And bro, you have an agenda. Bro, just, just watch. They gave it to him last <laughs> season, right? They gave it to him last season. Just watch. Did they? Yeah, because he was he was a performer. Ah, he was go. the performer of last so, season. Nah, he shouldn't. Have got no, 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 no. We're not guys. Think, who, we're not going back think? to last season. So I'm, this is where I take back. My guy gave you a chance. You decided <laughs> to talk about KDB instead of. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's allowed. It's a, listen, I, I let you guys do what you want to do, but we have to now talk about Chelsea, right? So there was another game that happened. Um, another high-profile game, which was between Real Madrid and Chelsea. Right? You guys saw that game. It was a very good game. So I'm were, happy that really I'm here because you know, you know what's so funny? I the last episode that was recorded, I wasn't here, and it just so happened to be, I want to say it was after Barcelona beat Real Madrid, and those Barcelona fans were looking was, for me. They said, oh, they don't need their players to beat Real Madrid. They were just saying all kinds of crazy things. Um, and it was just interesting to me listening to that and then looking at where we are today. And I'm like, why are they not looking for me anymore? Like, now they're not tagging me. Nobody's telling me about who's in somebody's pockets. You know, before the game, this Real Madrid-Chelsea game, our very own George Lil Pep, he sent me a message. He said, oh, Reese James knows how to defend against Vinicius. How are you guys going to score? I didn't even know what to say. I was like, I don't know. How are we going to score? I was so worried. I was really worried. Um, but as you guys probably know at this point, the game happened. <laughs> Real Madrid won 2-0. It was a very interesting game for a lot of reasons. Um, Mandem, I'm going to come to you to just tell us a little bit about the game. What did you see? Was there any surprise at all in the results? Yeah, thank you, man. So I didn't actually see the game from, from the beginning, right? I didn't watch the first half. Um... I, I tuned into the game mm. in the second half, actually. And there was one thing that was notable to me looking at that game. It was like Chelsea was playing with... Um, it felt like Chelsea was playing with like eight defenders and two uh, milfoders. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they were defending, but <laughs> the, 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 like, the style of play, the flow of the game looked like it was just a bunch of defenders and midfielders on the field. You know why? Because each time they take the ball towards their, you know, the opposition's half, right? Once they get to that arc right there in front of the 18-yard box, it's like turn around and pass back to Kante. They give a one-time pass to Enzo, pass to Sterling, Sterling run, 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 turn back. It was just like there was no, there was no idea of how to even attempt to go forward, like to put the ball over the bar or something, like, you know, like just goal kick or something. So we can pick out 
the whole managerial issues and we can pick out um, individual players and everything, but the whole team as a unit uh. is really bad. Like, it is really bad. Like, nobody is doing anything cool in their positions. Like, nobody. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, of, no. I wouldn't of course, say no way. You know, I think there's some stuff. Who are the standout players for you? Um, dude, dude, dude. In, the, in the land of the blind, listen, in the land of the blind, the one eye fellow is king. Nah, no, really. So, this person you are saying is standout, right? Standout. It's not standout per se. It's standout because everybody <laughs> in the team is standout. So if wow. that person is squatting, ban this man it. from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Roots. I can't believe Roots. my ears. When everybody is laying down and one person mm-hmm. decides to squat, mm-hmm. who are you going to see? The guy squatting. It doesn't mean the guy is tall. It just means he's... Like the whole team as a unit. Thank you. Well, that, the whole team as a unit is not really performing. So I'm not going to pick out one or two and say, okay, this is what's happening. Now, they went back to Lampard. Frankie had this team. Not this team, right? to be honest. And we also, we also what happened. Frankie went to Everton. We also what happened. Now, how on earth does Chelsea think that in a season where you're just trying to, you know, coast and stay afloat and just stay relevant in the league, you feel like your best caretaker or, you know, short-term manager should be Lampard. He's not coming in with any, this is the vision, this is the goal uh, for the next two months. Let's go with this direction and let's, you know, let's finish eighth, let's finish seventh, let's finish sixth. He doesn't have anything like that. And it's going to keep showing in subsequent games. So I'm even surprised that Madrid did not pump these people up. But that is not to say that Madrid is not coming to pump them in Stanford. It's not. A, it's not even a bridge anymore. Every so kid would you have go. said uh, they should have gotten Ragnik? <laughs> I mean, why do you want them to have punishments? <laughs> I mean, but I, that guy is a fraud. But we're not taking back there. <laughs> yo, I, I, but oh, yeah. just to come back to the to the game, man. Um, Chelsea didn't stand a chance. Like I'm, I'm saying, I'm surprised that it, it wasn't, you know, uh, a more crazy goal line with, you know, a lot of goals. But if there's any hope that this team can finish in the, you know, like top half. The, the top half. Thank you. That's the word. Oops, you came through. The I top half saying, of too, the table. Saying that. Of the top half of the table. That's crazy. Uh, Lampard wasn't mm. the answer. Lampard. You're gonna pay Lampard, right? Yeah, he's not doing it for free. Oh, he's going there for some paycheck. So why don't you? So, so why don't you look for a coach who's not so hyped up, but somebody who has some experience? Bring him on board, and because you're doing the same thing, right? You're just bringing someone to put some stability in the team. And Lampard has just gone through a bunch of runs of bad managerial skills. Mm-hmm. Bad management, yeah. and you—that's the person you are bringing back into Chelsea because he's like what an old lad or something. That is not going to work. I promise you, if Chelsea had gone in for Patrick Vieira instead mm. of Lampard, that one step would make sense. Even that one would nah. make sense. Nah, he's a manager not really. That has... Mind no, I think listen, I think who I'm I'm just, the, the thing is Chelsea is in a position <laughs> where whoever comes in, the players already know you're not going to be there long term. 
Like the whole Ragnar situation. Right. True. So they're I mean, not gonna give any yeah. up. True. Do you understand? True. So you should just True. at this point True. just should have been let Porter keep the job and just bring in someone. Exactly. Who, like, that is that is like, he was not giving good results. Listen, well, and I get that, but at the let, same let time, let me just end this point right here. Like, let me finish the point. And that was a good, uh, like a good, you know, interjection by by George. Yes, you shouldn't have sacked Porter, but you no, did. he had every right to do so. Actually, look, look, if you didn't sack Porter, it's fine. But you've done it already. The solution is yes. definitely not Lampard. Like that. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that's one, that. I, that I agree with. Agree as far that. as so, keeping so, Potter in, that was not it. Yes. So. so that's what if we're making a decision between bad, terrible, and worse decisions, Jera would have been a different one over over Lampard on in the freaking order. Just to tell you that the whole Chelsea FC actually has a plan. He was dealing with those guys over there and their own way of doing things, and he wasn't given the time to you know do what he he he, he was trying to implement. He wasn't given that like second Vieira just came out of nowhere. Boom, he's gone. You know, but I'm not even advocating for Vieira per se. I'm just saying that Lampard was not it. So this downhill slope, maybe uh, you down, down, down. We have to, you know, you know. Come up with I mean, what, what what I found interesting, what I what I found interesting with the Lampard appointment, and I love Robbie Earl. But over the weekend, he said he felt as though it was a masterstroke wow. because it was bringing a feel-good factor back to Chelsea. I'm sorry, uh-huh. feel-good factor how? Feel-good factor as a player or as a manager? As a player, Frank Lampard is a legend, obviously. We all know that. No one is disputing that. As a manager, there's a reason why he got sacked. He went to another club. They, we saw Everton, like Mandem said, under Lampard. So why at this point in the season, when results are so poor, would you bring Frank back? You know what? If they that, the thing early, is, that would have been better. All right. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I, no, he's better than you know, you know that. They, you know who they, you know who they should have gone for? Rafa Benitez. Ooh. Why not go for Rafa Benitez? So he, he wouldn't take the a shot until him. the end of. So steer the ship until the end of the season. I the the one point that I do agree with if they were gonna sack Potter is definitely bring in an interim. Whoever's going to take the reins should not come in at this point in the season. Wait till the summer to appoint an actual manager at this point in the season. But to bring in someone like Lampard as your interim manager, it doesn't make sense. And if you the thing is, if you look at the table. I know we're like he 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 ha 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 Chelsea's you know second half of the, second half of the Premier League table. It's not a joke because Crystal Palace is only now six points behind them. Chelsea still has to face United, Brentford, Arsenal, and City and Newcastle to end the season. It is well, not impossible that they can finish even lower than eleven. Especially Lampard's come in; he's done two games. What's crazy to me is Wolves. Wolves that, yeah, you know, they're difficult to score against, this, that, another. What happened? Lampard lost to Wolves. Wolves that can't score a goal, scored a goal. You lost to Wolves. And it's no longer, oh, well, if they're playing at home, home or away, it doesn't matter. They're losing. Even that. Chelsea has lost more. Everything playing under Frank Lampard. 
Chelsea has lost more matches this season than won matches. They've lost 16 games. They've won 15. Chelsea okay. cannot score a goal to save their lives. So, so why let me let me ask you this in though. Frank Shout out to Victor. Because Everton was not scoring goals either. Okay, but I'll ask you this though. You said they should bring in Rafa Benitez. So so let me let me let me help you out. Rafa Benitez yes. will one hundred percent take interim As job. Former... That's not even a question. He would definitely take interim job. No. Nope. Yes. Will... Oh my God, please stop. He will take interim job for sure. But I also want to real quick. Someone just brought up a point that no one has made, and I don't like that at all. Um, I would like for the listeners and for everybody out there to know that I did in fact send an invitation out to Vic to join this episode. Vic refused, and he cursed me out. I don't know why he did that. It might be because of the game. I don't know. He's been very aggressive towards me lately. So if you have the chance, send a nice, pleasant message to Vic. He's He's going through a really hard time. Um, First of all, Vic doesn't reach you, my dude. You know why? Sportsmanship (laughs) is something Mm. that we all have to keep together. Mm. No matter what your team is going through, we have been there. We have all been in situations like that. Like, we are not going to pamper anyone's feelings. If you can't show up when things are bad for you, Dulapo, are you listening? Dulapo, are you listening? Well, it, it's not just that. It's, it's funny because I specifically, I specifically called out Vic today saying that, you know, for you our listeners, some of us. Oh, and George this, is also uh, part. George, of, George leaves the chat for three months and comes back. Some of us are of in a group chat together. And I did say to Vic that. We actually sometimes forget that there are still Chelsea fans in the chat because they've all just disappeared and that he's been ducking and dodging the chat. And he said that he never ducks and dodges. So I find it very fascinating, Delapo, that you invited him to come on and back up his team and, you know, be our Chelsea representative today. And not only did he decline, he got aggressive. He yeah. got aggressive. So yeah. what's ducking and dodging if it's not that? It's it's very but sad. Anyway, I also real quick, real quick, because you guys, you're not going to let me say. Like, I want us to talk about Real Madrid. You guys want to talk about Chelsea and Frank Lampard? Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Well, it's okay. But, it's but okay. Is, you won't give me what I want. You have to talk about. You have to talk about Chelsea when we're talking about the Real Madrid game because it wasn't a game. It wasn't. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, um, I was surprised at how one-sided it was. Honestly, like, even though I was joking about being scared, um, I thought it was a dangerous game for Real Madrid, and I thought Chelsea would actually try. Um, like, I think Mandem said they were playing with, like, eight midfielders and defenders. They were playing with, like, ten midfielders and defenders, because they played, like, a 5-3-2, and the two people up front were Sterling and, uh, who's the other person? Um, yeah, I have her. No, Sterling and Felix. Felix has never scored against Real Madrid, basically. Like, he doesn't know what to do against us. Like, he's our boy. And Sterling by himself, like, he's not going to do anything. So Wait, Delapo, now that you mentioned that, I'm going to ask you as, you know, well, and George, too, since you guys follow La Liga closely, do you guys, from what we've seen at Felix so far at Chelsea, does it make sense for them to sign him permanently in the summer? Because for me on the outside looking in, I'm not seeing him making a big difference to that squad, especially for the money that Atletico would want for Felix. So I think that Felix is a very good player. I think that the thing about signing a player like him is having the right kind of expectations. 
Felix is not going to come and score 20 goals in a season because he just does not do that at this point in his career. He's a nice player. He's going to create chances. He's going to look dangerous. He's going to get fouls. You can play nice football with him. He's a nice player. So the amount of money you're going to spend on him, you have to be careful. I think he's better than everyone at Chelsea in terms of the attacking positions. So in that sense, yes, you should sign him. He's better than put all the wingers together. Like He's better than pretty much all the wingers they have. Their problem is not about who they should sign. Their problem is they need to let people go. Like They need to gut the team because they have like five players for every position. And no matter who the manager is, that's just not manageable. Like Even Pep, even though we don't like to give Pep his credit, Pep doesn't like a really big team because you can't manage that many players. It makes no sense. So until they reduce the squad, they're going to be directionless. Like you have Potter was playing 20 players every two weeks. Like that's not, that's, you're not going to get any kind of chemistry, but I think Felix is better yeah. than anything they have. Nah, Ricky, do I don't do that? For, for the money that he would go for. Eh, they have the money. They spend yeah. more money on useless players. Why not? Nah. No, I'm just saying, is he, is he a hundred million? If Mudrick is a hundred million, he's a hundred million. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I was, I was gonna add something. Sorry, George. Yeah, I was gonna add something. something to the whole Felix. I feel like Felix is the type of player that a coach like you, Luis Enrique could utilize, right? So let Luis Enrique get the Chelsea job if he's able to get that job. Like you're gonna, he's gonna bring out the best in Felix because like he tries to use as like a similar striker in this on the Spanish national team. So like I feel like his profile because I sent you what. Feliz does is pretty much what Asensio does as well, but maybe, you know, Asensio, whenever Asensio shoots, it goes in. Maybe that's the only thing. But, like, um, yeah, if Enrique gets appointed, I think you're going to see the best out of Feliz if, if they were to, like, you know, sign him. And at that point, if, you, if, if Enrique brings out the best out of him, the money will not matter. So it all depends on them, who you sign, like which which manager is going to handle him. Because it wasn't Diego Simeone, like it's not going to be Diego Simeone. But yeah. yeah, 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 agreed. Um, let's let's talk about one more game, real quick. I really want to talk about other things, but we can't have a whole episode without talking about the probably the biggest result that happened at the EPL this past weekend, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Liverpool played oh, Arsenal, gosh. right? And Arsenal had a chance to really show, like, yo, we're winning the league. Like, we're not messing around. We're winning the league. We don't care what City does. We're going to do this. Liverpool's been struggling. Everybody's beating Liverpool. Like, Liverpool is a shell of themselves. Even watching the game, you're like, wow, Liverpool's not even trying. Where's the energy? Where's the passion? Um, The game ended up being 2-2. So, George, I'm going to start with you because I know you have a real, like, interest in Arsenal and everything to do Arsenal. But what did you see from that game? Yeah, I don't have any interest in them. I just feel like they're pretenders. That's what's going on. Pretenders. But anyways, um, with that game, I, I mean, I have to be honest, right? Arsenal played really, really well. I think like the first 20, 30 minutes, which it has been like that for like majority of the season. They start really well or they end really well. They're not consistent throughout the 90. That has been their thing. That's, how I, that's why I actually think they're not going to win the league. So now you score two goals, what do they do? They get relaxed. Pretty much what United did, right? Mm-hmm. They now get relaxed, and then you're playing at home to Liverpool at Anfield. Man City even struggles to beat them at, um, at Anfield. Instead of you to take your chances or 
press them and score more goals. Now you want to play fancy football. You want to give the ball away. Martinelli wants to spin in the middle in the middle of the field like guy. Like what are you doing? <laughs> so the moment Salah scored that goal, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. Like you, you could tell the floodgates open. Like Liverpool is about to like sixty crosses, death by sixty crosses. They're about to do that shit. Whip the ball at any chance they get. You know, like high intensity stuff. Like you could tell it was about to happen, and that's pretty much what happened. After Arsenal scored two goals, they missed a couple of chances. Liverpool took advantage after they scored a goal. Salah missed a penalty, but you could tell still the crowd did not give up. They were still cheering the players on. Top of that, um, uh, what happened? What else happened? Something, something happened. Oh yeah, Ramsdale was making crazy saves. They brought in as soon as they brought in Firmino, you could tell he made some big saves. Yeah, when Firmino came saves. in, you're like, yeah, this is it. Like I could tell. So I was watching the game with Wilfred and Brian. I was like, yeah, this is it. Firmino came in. He's a kind of player where you know he's gonna link up play and then he's gonna pop out of nowhere and just hit the ball in. But shout out to Arsenal, man. Shout out to Martinelli. You did your thing. You know, you missed you missed a PK in the Europa League as well. And then you had a chance to actually win the tie for Arsenal, and you couldn't give a pass. That I could have given that pass with my eyes closed. Yeah, I could have given that pass with my eyes, with your closed, eyes closed. Ricky. Bro, I looked at him like, oh, he's gonna give that pass. And for some some bro, you could have underhit that pass and it would have still been a good pass. He you didn't have to overhit that pass. You could have underhit the pass, you could have Pass the ball to um Trossard. Like he had options, but he couldn't do it. Literally so anything that, else that, that, than that what he did. Pretty much is the difference between winning the title and finishing. You know what? I can't even say they're gonna finish third anymore because like United is pretty much not doing their job. Newcastle, you can't even trust Newcastle. So I think they might finish second, but they're definitely not winning the league. That that's hmm. that's for sure. Definitely not winning. Because not, but I mean, right okay. now, Man City, Man City controls their destiny right now. They have to win every single game. And who can you trust to win seven games straight? Pep, my father, Pep, will win seven games straight. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. Like, it's so disrespectful to your actual father. <laughs> yeah, claiming another father, but we'll, we'll let you claim whoever you want. Um, Maga, did you have did you have a strong reaction to the game in terms of? Arsenal dropping those points, do you think that is a sign that they're not going to win the league? Um, Okay, I'm not going to be biased, right? Because Arsenal has been the best team this season. Uh-huh. And no one can, um, you know, talk bad about that. But a loss for them going for the title is a point drop. I mean, it means... A draw, it's a, yeah. That's a, that's a, the, the, I mean, the draw is a loss, honestly, to them. Uh-huh. Well, for them, because going for the title, you you can't afford to drop any points. You know, not saying that um, it was gonna be easy, an uh, easy run, but for a team like City, you know, picking up uh, gear right now, you cannot drop points. Like, you cannot afford to drop points. But I mean, I still have a strong, you know. A belief, a strong belief that it will go down to the last day. Okay. Um, but as far as who's going to win, hmm, uh, that's a that's a tough one because 
everybody wants Arsenal to lose just because of their fans. As far as City being our rivals, people say, I'm not even going to use this as an excuse. People say City is our rival, but our true rivals are Nottingham Forest or Leeds, actually Leeds United, actually, are mm-hmm. like, PS rivals. But at the end of the day, it's like, I wouldn't want City to win because that makes them, what, three, three times in a row winners, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I would I won't even pick either of them to win, honestly. But at the end yeah, of the day, but... it will go down to the last day is what I predict. Um, but that City game at the Etihad, I mean, yeah, this, the Arsenal game at yeah, uh, the Etihad, Etihad is gonna Maga. be very crucial. It's gonna be very, Maga. very. Crucial. How many, how many Arsenal fans, uh, how many Man City fans do you know that will, you know, pick your hair from your skull if yeah. they won the league? And how many Arsenal fans do you know? Put your priorities <laughs> right. Trust I'm me, just I telling know a you. A lot of Arsenal fans. Be clear with yeah. exactly. So be clear the with reason. your prayer topics. Don't confuse God. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I don't want Arsenal to win is because of those fans. You know, they exactly so reckless. Don't confuse, confuse God. Just and me, your, your, your me if they don't win this league, oh my days, I will be the biggest dickhead ever, bro. Hmm. Because they're not gonna. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is it you being a dickhead considering they've been dickheads to everyone without knowing for sure that they're winning the league? I'm Ooh. just saying. Ooh, Arsenal, Arsenal fans, they've been uh, talking a lot and nothing is set in stone. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they... they... So, Rookie, no. I actually have I actually have a question here, right? Because this is Uncut 90. I don't know. We're like dancing around the topic. I don't know why. Like, you know what's coming, right? Arsenal, they still have to play City. City has a game in hand. So pretty much, if we count the points, because in my head, City's going to be Arsenal, which maybe is not fair, but they're basically even. They're basically even, right? City can win the league if they want to win the league. If they win every game, they win the league. So it's even. If Arsenal beat City, they win the league if they win every other game. Rookie, who is going to win the league as of today? Who are you putting your money on? City or Arsenal? No, this isn't fair. Why are you asking me this? What? Oh, everyone! Everyone's gonna get a chance. Don't worry. Ricky, are you are you, are you being serious? Come on, we've done all the analysis. Yeah. Put all your agendas aside. Like, who is going to I'm win the league? I'm all superstitious. That's why I'm like struggling right now. Listen, you said Chelsea were gonna struggle this season. You got I said, it. So come on now, tap into too. it. I did. So tell us and, who's gonna win the league. What if my third time is not the charm? <laughs> um um i'm stressed i genuinely don't know i genuinely ask me this after the city game this is not the uncut 90 way this is not the uncut 90 way we're gonna give you one second maybe somebody will inspire you to give an actual answer of course george i know your answer but tell it for us for the record Arsenal City, who's winning guys, the league? Show Rookie how it's so done. I told you guys that on the last date, right? I, you, you guys remember George those words? I'm going to jinx it. I'm going to The helicopter stuff. is going to be flying to London and then return to Manchester? No, but I don't jinx stuff. That's the thing. When I say stuff, that's exactly what happens. Like, guys, just be serious. When it comes to my father, Pep, I know him like the back of my hand. Jonathan. Hey. Like, my father, I'm my telling... father. So that says it all. City's winning the league. Oh, guy, listen. 
I said, right, I made a prediction at the start of the season. I said on the final day, Arsenal will finish fifth. But what I was not seeing, right, what I was not seeing was that it was cloudy. It was very cloudy, the Lapo. It was very cloudy. The vision was not great. <laughs> so the five was actually a two? <laughs> Bro, the five was actually a two. Like, these guys were so disappointed. You know, like, the Liverpool, the way Liverpool was feeling when Man City was losing 2-0, and then these Liverpool fans were, like, hype as hell, and then all of a sudden, boom, within, like, yeah. seven minutes, their whole dreams just shattered. That's how it's going to feel for the Arsenal fans. On the final day, on the last day, the okay. Liverpool, it will cool. Okay. You know what? It might not even get to the last day, but, like, they might have a little hope that something might happen on the last day, but it will not happen. They're going to drop points, Mm. to Chelsea they will draw points to Newcastle and then okay. they will draw points mm-hmm. they'll probably beat Brighton but it's going to be a close game it's going to be like a 3-2 how about West this West Ham game they need to boost their confidence right so they need to like come out they need to come out try they and pretend like you know hey we are the big boys but you are not right so they are going to come and probably win 1-0 mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen right they're going to come thinking oh we are the big boys you're about to do no 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 no, no. You come and come and get some last minute one zero goal, and then that'll be it. But anyways, who's gonna win the league? Man City. You heard it here first. Pep is about to. You know what? Let me not jinx it. That I'll not jinx. But okay, okay. No, no, that's that's fine. I have a, a quick point I want to make, but I'll make it at the end. Mandem, who's winning the league? <clears throat> Arsenal or Man City? Live table now shows that there are six point difference between Arsenal and City. With a game in hand for City, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know who that game in hand is, but what I know is City's. I believe it's West Ham. I know if City's going to take that three points. Arsenal plays West Ham this weekend. I think they're going to. What I know is that City is going to take that three points. All right. Now, mm-hmm. let me let me let me get back to this real quick because I was looking at something before I was making all this. You know, we on Uncut Ninety we have to go with stats and all that, right? Now, mm-hmm. as it stands. Goal difference between City and Arsenal is plus five for City. Yeah. And Haaland is going to pump more. So we move. Inshallah. <laughs> all I'm saying is that gave me hand is three points. So that's 70, 73. Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. Arsenal at mm-hmm. Etihad is another three points. So, so that's 73, 73. Amen. Meaning say, Ipem. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've ever taken <laughs> Lotu back in Africa, See permutation, you pem the numbers. <laughs> Let me see the team pem. Now, I, <laughs> oh, my list are party. Now, at that point, that's when you know that <laughs> this league can even be won with goals. And at that point, who is scoring goals? Holland. You've had your answer. We mute. Okay, we mute. okay. You don't have to tell we us mute. twice. We understand. Maga, give us the answer straight up. Arsenal City. or City? Wow, no one is going to say Arsenal. Okay, Rookie, why don't you say Arsenal? It's going to be a horrible day should that happen. Um, But I'm mentally preparing for it. I just, the way the season's been going for them, like, it's just, nah, man. Bro. Do you think Arsenal's going to do it? You can't see them not doing it. Arsenal's tying this weekend. Rookie Rookie is doing the, the whole fanatics thing again. It's reading no, in no, the no, sky. No, 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 no. I just don't see how they don't. I just because, gave you the map. Like, 
give it a blueprint. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Arsenal, like, West Ham, 2 2 this weekend. For real, for real. Hi, Maga. The. Arsenal, great again. What was this game? What was this game? That was a good one. Arsenal, West Ham, 2 2 this weekend. The game against, I think it was Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth, yeah, Bournemouth was leading like 2 0. You know, I felt I, 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 there was an early game that, that, um, that Saturday. I went to sleep after it. Arsenal was like the 10 o'clock game. This is around like, uh, all that daylight savings bullshit. But long story short, I look at the score. Bournemouth is up 2 0. I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is where Arsenal starts to drop points, bro. I woke up. It's 2 2. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, all right, it's fine. They're still dropping points. Turn on the TV. Bro, I turned on the TV for Arsenal to score in the last second of, like, stop. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have turned on the TV. The same the shit that happened when we played them at Emirates or, um, earlier this year. Um, and for me, it's just, it's been a lot of luck. And this is not me taking away from the way they've been playing. Like Maga said, they've definitely been the best team. Um, you know, cons- consistency-wise uh, this season. But at the same time, there have been matches where you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're not playing well. They're not playing well. And then all of a sudden, these motherfuckers show up and just bag all three points. Right. So that's where, for me, my spirit is like, I can't, like, I cannot say it with my chest the City's going to win the title. Like, yo, I, we could be in for an upset at the Etihad. Now, that's not what I want. I'm just saying that's what. Okay, so understood. Know, and on. I hope I'm wrong. Hold on, you do know that at the start of the season, what Arsenal did against Bournemouth, Man City was doing, like for like four or five games straight, it just kept coming back from behind. Yeah, people just forget that sometimes you know, that like what okay Arsenal. Came, yeah, but what I'm saying is you expect that from City. Ah, uh, the way like for example, even the Crystal Palace game or the Newcastle game. You, like games like it's a lot of games where they had to come from behind her. You're like, yeah, this is dead. This is the type of game where Man City is about to lose, but then they'll come from behind and win. So I get it. It seems like momentum is on Arsenal's side right now, but Man City has already had that momentum. It is, and then on top of that, on top of that, Arsenal, Arsenal's got all the time in the world right now. City is still in two competitions. They still got FA Cup, and you know Pep wants that Champions League. Like, See, let, let's, Pep will let's, die let's for accept, this Champions League. Let's so that's why what, I'm like, I don't know, what, man. Um, like, it, like, what but he's definitely the next games of Arsenal, Southampton, City, Chelsea, uh, West Ham, Southampton, City, Chelsea, Newcastle. Arsenal is dropping four points. In between those and games. the thing is, like those see, games, we've probably even said, more. We've we've said that before this season. That's why I'm like, okay, I don't know. Let's we've let's said see. That before this let's season. see what happens. Rookie refuses to pick a team. We understand. Rookie, I just did. No, she I said told Arsenal. you guys. You said Arsenal. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I put questions yeah. because you didn't seem confident in it. All right, understood. Arsenal. Um, I didn't sound confident because it's not what I want. But... Okay, okay, understood. We'll see what happens. Um, I was going to ask you guys for who wins Champions League, but we'll save it for next episode. Um, for our listeners out there, there's an episode, there's a prediction that was made by, I believe Emeka made this prediction about Arsenal and City going down to the last day and goal difference being the like the way the league would be won. When he, he said it, it was complete nonsense, but the way that we it's going, 
he might end up being right. I forget if he said Arsenal was going to win <laughs> or City was going to win. No, he said City was going to win and they would finish second. So, like, you know, don't say I don't give credit. I'm here giving credit. So, we'll see if he ends up being right. Um, Let's make some predictions for games this weekend. Rookie, I need you to be stronger in your predictions, okay, for these games. No one's going to hold okay, you to it you. unless you get them all wrong. Um, well, I want to win at the end of the season, you know, for the predictions. So. Right, right. You're not close to the top. It's only me. Everybody else is really far. Um, Maga, I'm going to start with you. West Ham versus Arsenal. I know you said the score. Two, two. I said it. 2-2. Right. <laughs> Yo, I love the confidence. I'm telling people this West Ham game is actually tough. Everybody laughed at me. I'm like, it's not going to be that easy. All right. And it's at the... What is it? What's West Ham called? Yeah, what is it? Is it London yeah, Stadium London, or something? London I don't know what they're called. It's a stadium. Yeah, no, London stadium. Yeah, London Stadium. London Stadium. Look at that man. In FIFA, you know the stadiums. Okay, nice. Rookie, what's the score? West Ham versus Arsenal. Hmm. You guys, it's gonna be three-one Arsenal. Okay, I can see that happen. After after the after the you know disappointment, Arsenal fans won't say it's a disappointment. Because you know they're like, oh, we didn't expect to beat Liverpool. No, they were expecting to go and beat Liverpool. No, they expected to beat Liverpool. There's no way you can spin that. They definitely expected to yeah. <laughs> beat Liverpool. But yeah, so you know, Saka as well was like, oh my god, he was talking like, oh no, like we're gonna, you know, next games, next games. They've had all week to rest. Three one Arsenal. Saka brace. Let me tell you, if, if if Arsenal wins this league, like he's one of the more like unflappable players on your team. Like, he just, like, he doesn't seem to be bothered by the pressure. I don't right. think he's the one that's going to fold. No, um, I don't think um, he is either. What's the score? West Ham versus Arsenal. Mandem, the gods are still talking to you. West Ham versus Arsenal. I was consulting really deep, but it's going to be a 2-1 for <laughs> Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal, okay. Mm-hmm. And George, what's the score? Yeah, Arsenal wins this one. I'll say 1-0. One zero, okay, fair enough. Um, let's do City. City plays Leicester. Leicester, we know they fired their manager as well. They look horrible. They look like they want to get relegated. Someone is going to get James Madison for like fifteen mil or something. Um, rookie, what's the score? Huh. Leicester new manager bounce right because you know they've got these goods. Just kidding. Uh, City four one. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Leicester defense is atrocious. It's definitely going to be like 4-1. Actually, 4-0. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, how's Leicester yeah, going to score? 4-0. 4-0. Like, <laughs> Ruben Diaz is back to his best. Okay. I've been trying to get Joel- Madison out of my FPL team. He just can't leave for some reason, Oh, no. Keep him. Keep him. Keep him. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> George, what's the score? So this this Man City-Leicester game, I know Leicester has been poor, but like... This is one of the boogie t- teams for uh, Pep. I don't know if you guys know this, but like, this is one of the mm. boogie teams for Pep. So, even though Man City is gonna win, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a lot of goals. It, it will probably be like a two-one Man City win. Okay. Or like a one-zero Man City win. Okay. Maga, what's the score? Three-one Three, City. City. Manda, what's the score? trying to think man I feel like it's going to be a good pumping but City has been considering so I'll, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with 4-1 4-1 okay you guys are being all conservative I don't know why it's going to be 5-0 City's going to kill them 
because the last time, let's look at City's last few games. This is what they've done. Against Bayern, 3-0. Against Southampton, 4-1. Against Liverpool, 4-1. Against Burnley, 6-0. Against Leipzig, 7-0. Like, yeah, they're scoring goals. They're scoring five against Leicester, against that defense. All right, Chelsea versus Brighton. We've talked about Chelsea a lot. None of you guys believe in Frank Lampard. I can't believe you guys. Um, Amanda, what's the score for this game? Chelsea versus Brighton. Who's playing home, Chelsea? Yeah, Chelsea's at home. At Stamford, that's no longer a bridge. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, definitely Chelsea's not going <laughs> to score any goal. So we're going to be on that streak for now. So, yeah, Brighton, let's, let's do that. Two it's zero. easy. Easy to zero. Okay. Brighton. Um, mm-hmm. George, what's the score? Uh yeah, Brighton is gonna is gonna win that game. My boy Mitoma, a George player. You guys were asking who George Scouts is. I scout Mitoma from Asia. The only the only the only uh soccer player who did a thesis on dribbling. We all know um, the story. Thank you, thank you. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you. We just don't scout any player. We scout a generation. What's the score talent. you said? Anyway. <laughs> the score is gonna be Brighton is gonna win that game. I'm gonna go with like a like a three one Brighton. One. Okay, you guys are like dragging it. Okay, fair enough. Rookie, what's the score? How many games has Lampard managed so far? I believe this is gonna be his third. If yeah, I'm not wrong, this is third game. You're you're actually right. Um, and the two that he's managed so far have been what? Uh, zero one, zero two. <laughs> Losses, correct. And Chelsea's, uh, Chelsea's, uh, they're, um, they're gonna, they're gonna lose this one too. Okay. Um, They're gonna lose this one too. So it's gonna be three for three for Frank, just like the front of those Chelsea jerseys. And it's gonna be two one. Bryson. Two one. Okay. My guy, what's the score? One zero Chelsea. They'll edge it out. Yeah, I'm about to say the correct score, guys. It's two-one. Chelsea's gonna score goals finally. I feel like yeah, Brian is about to hit like a little bit of a rough patch. Like they were flying, they're not flying as high as they were, so they they're they're due for a loss, a nice little loss here. Um, Okay, they already Um, lost over the weekend. They're not losing again. Why? Because they're they can't lose two games in a row. And and to be fair, that loss wasn't a loss. They were cheated. Okay. That that's how it happens. VAR can help Chelsea as well. Listen, Chelsea's being Bryant. Okay, just accept it. Popa spoke it. All right, let's do a couple of Champions League games real quick. Um, actually, let's just do one. I was gonna do Chelsea Madrid, but I don't think it's interesting enough. Right? Let's no, I do... think we should. Okay, well, let's do the more interesting game. Let's do Napoli versus Milan. I know Rookie was telling us Napoli was gonna win Champions League. All of a sudden, they can't beat AC Milan. So, my guy, what's the score? Napoli versus AC Milan. Uh, does Osiman come back? Wait, whatever happened to Osiman? They said Osiman is going to play one hundred percent. That's what the manager said. Yeah, he's was gonna he be hurt? back. Yeah, yeah he, he had was. a muscle injury. So, so the Nigerian ground has come call up for him. So okay, um, two one. Uh, Napoli. Osiman two, two goals. They go to extra time. Napoli wins it. Well, they have to go to PKs if it's two one. 
So who's gonna win in PKs? Napoli. That's what I said. Yeah, uh, Napoli wins. Uh... Okay. If they go to penalties, I just have to let you know Milan is gonna win. But okay, I write down your prediction. Mandem, what's the score? Um, Napoli is gonna win two zero. Two zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rookie, what's the score? Three one Napoli. Three one. Wow. Disrespected AC Milan. George, what's the score? I don't know why everyone is going for Napoli. The thing is that AC Milan beat Napoli was a four zero in the league. Yeah, without OC man, without OC man. Exactly. Was it beat, was it, they beat them one with Osimhen. So the thing is, what why I'm saying is no, without Osimhen also. <laughs> Anyways, what I'll say you will make me change my predictions with this without Osimhen, <laughs> without Osimhen thing. <laughs> anyway, nah, because they they don't have a presence up there. You know, my goodness, to them, they're just mad because they have Jordan Ayu instead of Osimhen. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. They went to the World Cup too. They yeah. played in the World Cup. George, give us the score. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think Milan is gonna win this one, man. I think Milan because like Del Piero actually made a point on um on uh on CBS. He was like, "Hey, um, the problem with Napoli is when they play Italian teams. Like, if the Italian teams know how they play and they know how to figure them out." He, it's a terrible point. They're like, destroying the league. Not- Are they not playing Italian teams oh. in the league? Here's the thing. He, uh, Inter Milan beat them. AC Milan beat them as well. Do you understand? So he's saying that those are the teams that will definitely worry Napoli. And I, I do see it. After he's, He even said that before the game even happened. He said on Tuesday, and then the game happened on Wednesday. So I'm like, huh. He definitely knows something that we don't know because we don't watch the Italian league. So I have a feeling, you know, AC Milan might... Because mind you, this is also AC Milan's competition. The Champions it is League. They are known so Zlatan also needs a Champions League in his career. So I don't know. I think they'll be fired. Um, I want to go with like an AC Milan win. What's the score? Um, I'll say I'll say like a two-one AC Milan. Two-one AC, AC Milan. Okay. Yeah, I do think AC Milan is gonna make it through. I think it's gonna be a draw. It's gonna be two-two. Napoli will try and try, but it won't be enough. Okay. Um, I think we're ready for our final words. I'm back. You know we're doing. Wait, I okay, I know Rookie would derail me. I'm looking at my time. Chelsea I'm like or... 90 minutes. I'm right on it. But okay, we could do Chelsea versus Madrid. And what about Bayern and City? Do we not think Bayern can come back? Rookie, like, I don't want to waste the listeners' time with us, like, all agreeing that Bayern is not coming back from 3 <laughs> 0. Like, who said no, we're all agreeing? Something that we cannot okay, see. Rookie. Exactly. Rookie. Maybe the guys are telling Rookie. What makes you think Chelsea's not going to come back? City versus Bayern. Let's, Are no, you... no, 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 let's move on. Let's oh, move let's on. move on now? <laughs> I, want, no, I want to make a prediction for the Chelsea game. What makes you think Chelsea's not going to come back? George, Chelsea versus Real Madrid. What is the score? I think it's going to be 3-1 Chelsea. Oh, wow. Okay. So then it goes to penalties. Who's going to win? So who qualifies? Kepa? Or yeah, who? Chelsea is going to... You're going to back Kepa? No, I'm going to back Chelsea. Anyways... <laughs> Listen, I'm not laughing at the prediction. Like, it's not crazy that they could come back and, like, make it close, but I don't think they win if it goes to penalties. Um, Rookie, what's the score? Chelsea versus Madrid. Chelsea versus Madrid. 
Uh, Chelsea's at home. Uh, does that mean anything you say? <laughs> um, <laughs> Madrid put five past Liverpool at Anfield. So they'll put six. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Madrid. 2-1 Madrid. Okay. All right. Maga, what's the score? 3-1 Madrid. It's going to be an open game. It will be an because open Chelsea game. Chelsea is going to be going for it. So, you know, they don't have a choice. Are, they're very good on the counter. So, 3-1. Okay. Manda, what's the score? 3-0 Madrid. Let's not wow. play this game. Let's wow. just go. Wow. You guys actually disrespected yeah. Chelsea a little bit. Um, I don't have the, the score. Are you minimizing me. Chelsea? You, you are. I think the score is going to be whatever the score was for the second leg last year. Because I feel like it was a similar situation where Madrid had the lead. And then Chelsea came out playing crazy and, like, Madrid scored, but it was kind of close. They had some chances. Whatever that score was, it's going to be the exact same score. It's going to be the exact same game. Um, I'll write it here when I figure it out. Chelsea of last season to this season? I think, I, think, I think Chelsea came back to win. I mean, yeah, Chelsea won that game. I think they might have won. Yeah, they might have won two that game, but not like, I think it's going to be like that. Yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to be open, so Madrid is going to score the goals that we need, and we're going to chill and let them run. But they'll probably score a goal or two last year. Not, not genuinely. No. Last year was Tuchel. It wasn't? Who, who was it? Our boy. Last, last that year. year? Not that not year. Last year. Literally it. last year. We've, oh, so we played Chelsea three okay. Champions League in a row, I believe. So the first time they beat us, last year we beat them, and then this year. Uh, all right, let's do final words. As much as you guys have tried to derail me from doing this on time, we are right under 90 minutes. So if we go over 90 minutes, you know why. It is because of you guys, right? I've done my job. All right, final words. Madam, <clears throat> we are ready for your final words. Hey, it's always interesting to get on here, you know what I'm saying? So uh, final words would be like, first of all, thank you for having me, Dolapo. You've been missed. Um, Shout-outs to our listeners, man. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Whenever you're listening to Uncut Nanny, try to, you know, push it out, you know, send it out to everybody that you know. Let them follow, let them listen, ask us questions, give us suggestions on things to put on the next show. Right. Um, yeah, shout outs to United fans, man. It's been an uphill, you know, we just go up and then we come down. It's, it's a roller coaster ride. But uh, let's be hopeful that the gods will speak to me during the week. <clears throat> yes, during the week. And then we can see if things will change uh, in uh, Spain. In the meantime, you already know, man, I'm just here to to be the messenger of the gods. And I'll keep doing what I do all the time. Stay safe. Be good. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on. We've enjoyed all the messages from the gods. Um, Maga, final words. Well, thank, thank you for having me. Uh, just invite me next time earlier, you know? <laughs> For the next, for the next okay, listen. Everyone got the invitation at the same time. Everybody always thinks like they're being treated differently. You're not. Everybody got that at the same time. But well, we appreciate you being here. It's nice being able to actually hear your voice. You know, so so shout out to you and shout out to you coming after United drop points. Um, I guarantee the next time United drops points, I'll yeah. invite you. I'm yeah. Just make sure you don't run when Madrid drops. I don't have to run. I'm Champions mm. League winners. Like, we run for what? All right. Rookie, final words. Final words go out to Lissandra Martinez. I hope that 
his injury isn't as bad as we fear, and he's not out for the season. He's been immense. Um, so, yeah, those are my thoughts. Quick question, because I actually didn't get a chance to see the game. Um, did Varane get yeah. injured as well? Because he, he was still at halftime, right? He did. Yeah. So, right now, we have Shaw, Rashford, Varane, um, Lissandro, and McTominay out. Injured. And Garnacho. <laughs> and Garnacho. Rashford is injured because he's on my team, so I need to sell him. Oh, I shouldn't have told you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I will make sure I get rid of him. Yeah, he's I don't out. Want any he's dead out weights for the on foreseeable my team. future. We don't know when Rashford's coming back either. So. Oh, wow. So, sixth place, or what are we thinking? Just, just focus joking. on your FPL team. <laughs> <laughs> George, final hey, words. is Lil Pep Waka game. <laughs> I, is this weird or a little I just I just want to say that um yeah Barcelona is 13 points clear of La Liga um with eight games to go uh we're definitely gonna wrap this shit up Impressive. quick um also Messi is a world champion I have to keep reminding you guys oh that Messi God. is world champion. <laughs> And finally, Pep, <laughs> over to you, man. I mean, see, the thing is, I trust you. I, I haven't trusted anyone like this ever before. I trust you, Pep. I know you would deliver. I knew, you know, Yo, you know what that sounds like? I, what, I, what anyway, let me not like say that? anything. Like, you know, it sounds like when, you know, that moment between two individuals and the one individual is like, yo... I've never trusted anyone the way I like. That's what I'm hearing right now. I'm just like, why are you giving yourself to Pep? <laughs> like, what, what, what do you have to? I don't, I'm low. I'm low. <laughs> Listen, you don't Ricky, have to know the moment, but the I people know. that know the moment will know the, the moment. Yeah, I gotta. It's sinful people. Instead you know, of you to like, wait till marriage, when people you guys are, like, are here giving moments like, out. Oh my God. The love Oh yeah, explain okay. please. I maybe I got it wrong. Uh George. George, George, finish. No, 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 no explain. George, finish your final words. Anyways, like I was saying, Pep, I trust you, bro. I trust you. I know you're gonna deliver. You're gonna oh. shame the devil. You're gonna shame my enemies. Please. There's this guy in my group chat that I want to bully the whole summer. Please, Pep. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do it. okay okay awesome thank you for those final words appreciate you guys all being on here it's been fun i'm glad i'm back you know hopefully we'll we'll do this every week as we always plan to do um yeah my final words are for my final words are for you know vinicius and the rest of real madrid just keep doing what you're doing don carlo we see you you know the best wow, that's doing wow. it now wow, at this age. Wow, um, and I just want to, one, one little thing I've been seeing, and, you know, it's the end of the, of the episode, so nobody respond. Just allow it. But some people are saying they want to see Vinny versus Juan Bisaka. It's such a crazy thing to want to see. I don't know why you want to see something so violent. Um, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. I, I don't know why he can't start for United, but he's going to lock down. to let down you know, uh, um, just... I just read this stat. The only oh, person who has won Bissaka this season has been Emmanuel Dennis. 
Okay. And how do you how do you compare Emmanuel Dennis and Vinny? I'm saying the only person that has dribbled right, past right, right. Bisaka. He's played against every uh I, I believe every big team this uh this season. He hasn't been he dribbled has, yeah. once. Okay. I I appreciate the stat. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis. He has okay. a he has Perfect. a dribble. I mean, he has a a lockdown defending percentage. You know, Dolapo was looking at Wambisaka at a point where oh, he's he's not playing every day in United. He's not no, like no, the best is, is, rated is defender 15, out there. But the stats came about. There's a reason why they called Wambisaka right. It was because of one v one situations. That's right. his forte. The best 1v1 defender in the EPL. Yeah, I have to right say, now. bro. The EPL, you guys are very disgraceful, bro. Like, Vinny, he did it last season. He's doing it again this season. That guy doesn't even get that much shout out. Against Kent and Reese James. Isn't that bro. the best like, left backs in your league or right backs in your league? Like, when, when you guys. First of all, he's not the best right. They're not the best right backs in our league if they get dribbled past every single game. But they are. Okay, so we're, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to save this conversation for next episode. We're going to talk about some player matchups because it's really. um vexing to my soul that yeah, you guys yeah, yeah. if that's okay. the case I have to be on the next pocket gonna, gonna act as if Juan Bissaka has some kind of thing that he's oh, gonna do to Vinny he does not my own final words his final words one word. I'm the one giving it he has no chance no I'm chance against Vinny he's going to be on the oh, floor sliding yo last, last yesterday Reese James tried to slide early. Vinny just jumped over the guy like the guy was a clown. That's what we're going to do. Bissaka. Like Two words. Nothing. Okay? We're now well, thank you around. for listening to the episode. We're now we'll be back around. next week. Yeah. We're Vinny, now Vinny, I have to be back here okay. next week, bro. We're now around. If you're talking